to a brand new episode of Totally 80s and 90s Recall. If you're new to this podcast, we are so excited that you found us. And for our returning listeners, thank you so much for the continued support. Well, if you love all things 80s and 90s, from music and movies to television, pop culture and fashion, then this is the podcast for you. I am one of your hosts, David, joined as always by my good friend, Rob. I'm going to go with Ahoy, matey. Ahoy, matey. That's not your best one. No. I, so, yeah, that felt uh, flat. In the, in I'll, the, I'll do better next time. In the in the versions of hello that you like to throw out each time, uh, going uh, to Gilligan's Island is not the best way no. to do that. Okay. So, But try something you'll get another chance, next so time. we'll let you think it through and see if you can do it again on another episode. That's so, fair. On this podcast, Rob and I will travel back to the two decades that shaped not only our lives, but influenced the world for generations that followed. Each episode, we will develop and discuss lists of selected topics or perhaps identify a significant event, movie, or whatever we recall from growing up in the 80s and 90s, hopefully providing some fun, laughs, and nostalgia along the way. On this episode, we're going to have a little fun and do something a little different with our list and cover our favorite songs from the Billboard Hot 100 songs of February 28th, 1990. So that will coincide with the week that this episode is debuting. So after looking at the most popular 100 songs in America, because that's what they were, according to radio listeners for February 28th, 1990, how did you feel about the songs that you had to select from? Uh, it wasn't my favorite assignment. I'm going to be honest with you. But I felt very hamstrung. There was... It's supposed to. It was very specific. It is specific. Very specific. So look, these were the top 100 songs in America. So for the percentage of radio listeners and how they rate that and measure it, these are the 100 songs that they said were the best in the country that week. So if it's good enough for the percentage of America that makes up the majority, then it's good enough for us to make a list of. I guess. I don't know. I'm going to take your word for it. Well, you don't have to take my word for it. You have a list. Otherwise, this is going to be a weird podcast because I'm going to be the only one talking. So uh, you don't have to take my word for it. You're going to present. You're going to present something. And you're very proud of your list. I you've, like my you've list. been uh, giddy. I like the list. Uh, when I looked at the songs, it was very simple for me to figure out what I like because there were a lot of good songs. Um, as usual, you're going to say there was nothing for you to select from, but uh, we'll disagree like we like to do. No, I thought there were some good ones. But, there are some yeah, good ones. There was a lot I didn't know. Like I, I, I people, artists I'd never Is heard. It just of? too long ago. You just can't remember I, anymore. I don't know. Because I mean, if these were the top hundred songs, yeah, they're on the radio. Ninety. What would have been, uh, What thir- thirteen? No. What Fifth. Would I, I think Fifth, you're. Yeah. I'm finishing up eighth grade, so you're mm-hmm. finishing up sixth grade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, thirteen. So yeah. thirteen. Big yeah. age. Fun yeah. age. That's a fun. No, age. There, there's some fun ones in here. There is. Well, for this episode, we still have a top 10 list of songs. However, to mix it up and make us think a little harder, make you do a little more homework there, Rob, Mm -hmm. only five of those songs and one cut could be ranked in the top 50. So we're not going to let you have all the freebies at the top. Okay. And the other five and your final cut had to come from the bottom 50. So I'm making you look at all 100 songs. And we're Mm -hmm. going to get a good sampling from all up and down the list, not just what's at the very top. Uh, you're still going to have an honorable mention, but that can come from anywhere in the top 100. Okay. And once you've formulated your top 10, you mm-hmm. can rank them however you want. Sure. So if it's from the bottom 50, but it's your number one, that's perfectly acceptable. You just had to make sure your 10 came split exactly the way that we talked about. Okay. So let's roam where we want to and head back to February 1990. 
Well, it's a new decade, and songs and styles are changing. So with that, Rob, even though you're upset about this assignment, hit us with your number 10. All right, my number 10 out of the gate is the B-52's Love Shack. And that was, at the time, um, it ranked number 96 on the list. Love Shack. Yep. That's one of like most popular songs yes. of that time frame. Everybody yeah. knows that song. Yeah, everybody should. Yeah, even if you're not a fan, you know it, right? Um, it was everywhere. Yeah, uh, Rolling Stone named this song the best single of 1989 and ranked it 246th on its list of 500 greatest songs of all time. Hold on. Best wow. single of 1989? Oh, yeah. Interesting. That's That's insane. There, there had to have been better songs in 89. <laughs> like, I, I like Love Shack. It's well, kitschy and fun. And it holds a spot at 246th on the list of 500 greatest songs of all time for Rolling Stone. So oh, man. I, I feel like, I don't know. I, I question like their see, thinking there, I'd so. like to see the criteria of that. Look, I like Love Shack. It is a nostalgic and classic song. <laughs> it being one of the 500 best songs of all time, I'm not sure. I agree. On that with Rolling Stone. But they get paid a lot more to evaluate music than I do. This is just me. Uh, talking to you, <laughs> we're both full of nonsense. Uh, but yeah, it's just a fun song, but I wouldn't put it in the annals of 500, 500 best greatest. of all time. I I so. 100% agree with you. So, But it still got on your list. Yeah, yep. And they also said it was named one of the 365 songs of the century in wow. 2001. So Love Shack's so got way too many accolades. Yeah, it, way too many accolades. It's fun, but I would fun. put it on my list of five. I can think of lots of fun songs. Mm-hmm. Barbie Girl's a fun song. I wouldn't put it on a top <laughs> anything list. So, yeah, um, all right. But Love Shack is better than, yeah. uh, before our listeners get an uproar, I do think Love Shack is better than Barbie Girl. I'm not trying to compare the two of those. <laughs> just use that example of what fun is. So, well, uh, a start at number 10, going with the okay. Love Shack. Yep. A good start. Yeah. It's a good song. Um, and should be expected to be on a list like this. So. Yeah, it barely made the 100, so it cracked into barely the... Barely yeah, made yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So my first song is Back to Life by Soul to Soul. Okay. All right. This is good. I like, I like this one. You like this one? Yep. It's not Love Shack. No. I like it. It is. It is a good one. Uh, it was number 51 this week. Okay. Now there's like nine words in the whole song, and it just kind of gets repeated over and over again on top of that Sweet House, ba- mm-hmm. uh, sweet house beat, uh, which is what makes it catchy. Um, this song won a Grammy in 1990 for Best R&B Song by a Duo or a Group. Wow. I didn't, I, I didn't. I wouldn't have thought Grammy no, on that, but I there it was. Yeah. Uh, to me, it's an infectious song and can definitely get stuck in your head mm-hmm. after you hear it, mm-hmm. but... It's very nostalgic when I hear it and go back to it, but I wouldn't listen to it over and over and over again. Right. But when I'm looking at this list, uh, it's one of the top 10 songs oh, on the list. I, I agree. I agree. Um, yeah. No, I think that's good. I remember listening. This was one I remember being on the radio. Absolutely. Probably on the, let's see, this would have been, I would have been riding the bus to yes. school. So this would have been. That was on the, the bus radio. Driver, a, let, oh, a lot. A lot. Yep. Classic. That was one of those they'd play it like three times an hour. Yes. So you weren't going to miss it. Absolutely. No, that's a good pick. Good pick. All right. My number nine is Pump Up the Jam by Technotronic. Technotronic. That was number 42 this week. Pump it up a little more. Get the party going on the dance. 
this is another one. People know it. Sounds Maybe. like a jock jam. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody knows is that it. just Technotronic or is that Technotronic featuring Yak Kid K? It, yes, you are correct. Technotronic featuring Yak Kid K. Nice job. Uh, some things I learned about this song. I didn't realize they were a Belgian artist. But a I, lot of I those thought, a lot of those songs like uh, the one the Back to Life I just they were not from the United States either. UK. They were from the UK. Yeah. So a lot of those, I think, house dance originated more in Europe, mm-hmm. and then it kind of took hold in the early '90s. Yeah. Uh, one note that I have in my notes here that I, I thought was a really good description of this song. It said, one person described the song as it doesn't get old. That you can play this song now. You could play this song at a at a party now, and it it still it still holds. It's a, it's a fun song. So it, are you in on that? I am. I do. I think okay. this song, if it, it came out in what eighty nine ninety. And it, it has a very kind of that house think, club feel to I it that was could. maybe ahead of its time. I don't know. Yeah. I think you could play it now and it would have that beat. <clears throat> but I definitely think people would think it sounds dated because it okay. sounds like yeah. the 90s. Yeah. Um, so if you played it now, they'd, they'd think it was like a throwback or someone's doing a remix, mm-hmm. something like that. But yeah, I mean, any good house beat you can play over and over again. I don't know if it's as playable as that, that quote thought, but... Um, mm-hmm. Again, I don't get paid to evaluate music. It's just my uh, <laughs> silly opinion. So, well, uh, that was solid with the Yacht Kid K. Um, yeah. And that takes me to my number nine, which is wildly different than Ooh. Technotronic. It is Phil Collins with Another Day in Paradise. Oh, I don't know. Well, you brought it down. You, you bring down the. It's got to bring down the, the temperature. Vibe. We went from Pump Up the Jam to Phil Collins. Yeah. Polar opposites. So, yeah. gosh, I don't know if I have. Well, so I'm it was gonna, number give it away. number eighty six this week. Okay. Now I wouldn't say I'm a huge Phil Collins fan because I am not. Uh, I like a few of his songs, mm-hmm. but this was on the radio a lot, and I remember hearing it all the time. And it eventually wore me down to where I'd find myself singing the lyrics, even though I didn't really like it that much. But I heard mm-hmm. it so much it was just in my head. All the time, which I'm not sure is a glowing endorsement of the song, uh, <laughs> but it's definitely how I felt about it. It feels a little depressing. The music's I, very slow. Yeah. The lyrics, all of it is just, it's a lot. Um, and I know that song, it, it's just not a mandatory playlist song, but fun fact, it spent four weeks at number one and it had the distinction of being the last number one single of the 80s and the first number one single of the 90s. Oh, wow. Good, good little uh, uh, nugget of info there. Yes, I'm very good with Google. Yeah, um, he had a couple songs on the this week in 1990. He I, did. Uh, people uh, were in on Phil Collins. Like I said, yeah. I, I take a few Phil Collins here and there. Uh, I can definitely overdose on it. Yeah. Um, and this is not one. Again, this is one I knew, and this is one I was listening to at that time. Uh, but I don't go out of my way to find it as right. much anymore because it is quite depressing. Yeah, I, if I remember at the video. Was like a black and white, it's quite depressing montage of maybe it's about like homelessness. Homelessness, yep. yeah, that's what. I, okay, all right. Uh, we way are, to bring that mood uh, down. I right? know. Right? Pump up the jam. Okay. I'll, I'll bring it. Phil I'll bring Collins. it back up. I'll all bring right. it back up. I trust you. So I'm at number eight. So my number eight is one that you've already mentioned. It is uh, back to life, soul to soul. Um, the only thing I have to add to this is that um, you, the UK, uh, put out a list of the best. Uh, 1001 songs from the UK and this song ranked 
534th on that particular list. So the UK finds uh, holds this song in high esteem over there. Yeah, they like uh, they like house music, like dance beat type stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so well, we crossed over. Hey. We right. crossed over there. I wasn't expecting. I was not expecting us to maybe have a similar song, but right out of the gate. I think we might. I think I think we're gonna have more alike than what you think on this one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I mean, there were only a hundred to choose from. Yeah, so and a lot of stinkers. I'm you sorry. Didn't. Uh, yeah. They weren't stinkers. There's some good songs on there. There was a few songs that when I was doing my research, I couldn't even find them. Yeah. Like the, it's mean not on stinkers. Amazon. It's not on Spotify. Like they have lost. They weren't one hit wonders. They are lost. Lost to, hit wonders. They're they're gone. They, they're somewhere. They didn't make it. They're somewhere. All right. Well, my number eight, and it won't be shocking to anyone who's listened to our show multiple times, uh, is going to be Chicago. Oh, what kind of man would I be? I saw that. So stupid. So this is great. What are you talking about? Such good harmonies. They're so good. Okay, I have to. I don't know my Chicago history, but is that Peter Cetera? That is not. So Peter's out of the band at this point. Okay. So this is just the remaining members, and they would bring in some other singers. Okay. Nobody famous though. Like they didn't. Nobody that you would know that well. So, Uh, so that was number seventeen during this week. Peaked at number five on the Billboard charts, and it was Chicago's last. Single to go onto the Billboard Hot 100, okay. which is terrible, by the way. They should have had way more, but that's okay. The style of music is listed as pop rock, and that sounds just about like the right description to me. Now, as I've said before, and for anyone that's listened to our podcast knows, if Chicago's an option, they're going on my list somewhere with or without Peter Cetera. Yes, in this case, being without Peter Cetera, which is disappointing, but it's still really good. You know that he sounded a lot like Peter Cetera. Well, they got a couple yeah. guys to kind of sound like him, but it wasn't the same. No. You know what Chicago reminds me of now was the late 90s, early 2000s time life commercials mm. at 2 a.m. <laughs> trying to sell you like the pop, pop, pop rock hits <laughs> yes. of the 80s and 90s. Yes. And they'd be like. They'd be scrolling up the screen. Yeah. They'd say, you yeah. can't live without this 10 disc collection mm-hmm. for $200. Mm-hmm. And they'd play Chicago yeah. and they'd play Foreigner mm-hmm. and they'd play all those kinds of groups. And so that's what it reminds me of now. Like you'd, you'd be up late and you'd catch that time life. Before there was streaming services, you'd have to buy this compilation disc set. And there were times I'm at two in the morning going like, I wish I did have all those yeah. songs together. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'll buy that. I never did buy it. Take my money. But uh, so when Napster showed up, it made it lots easier for me. Uh, I didn't have to buy the Time Life. I could just make my own Time Life. Uh, well, that's a good segue because I think my number, what am I at? My number seven. Seven. My number seven would be on that compilation. And if this isn't in your list, I'll be shocked. But I want to hang out on this song for a minute. So I'm going to, uh, it is Michael Bolton, How Can We Be Lovers? And that, uh, that, that uh, was at number 68 that week. And, oh my gosh. What a voice. The voice of a generation. <laughs> I don't know. The vo- Did you just say he's the voice of a generation? He's a voice of a generation. He's a voice, yeah. This is my favorite part. Oh. It's almost a parody of itself. It's Your favorite part is just from start to finish because okay. Michael Bolton's great all the way through. Yes. Okay, so I've been holding on to this. So uh, when I was doing research, I came across this. Uh, I have to read this. Uh, this is a, a Wikipedia. Uh, this was the info. There's not much on it, but this is what was in there, and I'm going to read it in its entirety. At its release, it was mostly dismissed by critics as yet another cheesy soft rock ballad. 
already so common in the late 1980s and early 1990s. However, over time, the song has undergone a critical reevaluation and now is ranked among the greatest works of Western civilization with its lyrics endlessly analyzed and interpreted. There's more. I'm thinking you wrote this. I probably did. In the song, Bolton ponders fundamental questions of the human condition. For example, the line, how can we be lovers if we can't be friends? How can we start over when the fighting never ends? Demonstrates Bolton's profound understanding of a truth that transcends the ages. Scholars of music and literature often cite the line, quote, we lie awake, this wall between us, we're just not talking, we got so much to say as being particularly evocative, given that the wall, quote, that Bolton describes can be thought of as both a physical barrier as well as an emotional one. These allusions give the song much of its narrative transcendental power. So that is way too much information about Michael Bolton. And here's what I know about Michael Bolton. He's cool. He had great hair and he had a great voice. So that's all I need to know. Um, the rest <laughs> of that about it just being transcendental, transcendental. and being the song of a generation and all that. Uh, yeah. Look, I like ranked among the greatest works of Western civilization. Yeah, that's an interesting take. <laughs> I think that's a case where anyone can go on Wikipedia and kind of type what they want. Well, I know that's true because they spelled analyze wrong. Gotcha. It's, you think yeah. maybe Michael got on there and wrote that? I don't know. Hey, if but anyone's going to pump someone up, it's got to be you. You got to pump yourself up. Awesome. So, so when people read that, they go, well, I got to listen to this song because it's apparently <laughs> as important as... Plato, Michelangelo, <laughs> whatever you want to go to. Oh. Um, it's just one of the best things of Western civilization. I, so. I read that last night and I was I was dying. Wow. I thought it was so funny. Well, having to follow that up <laughs> and go from Michael Bolton to mine <laughs> seems like a bit of a letdown because my song definitely isn't a voice of a generation or any okay. kind of transformational <laughs> song. Uh, it's just Jane Child with Don't Want to Fall in Love. What? No. Oh. I missed that one. Oh, I'm a dummy. What number was that? Where did it rank? What w- uh, number during the week? Do you know? For where did it rank? It, well, yeah, in that yeah, week. Yeah, I got it. Number, number 37 this 37? week. 37? Yeah, it would go to number two in April of 1990 for three straight weeks. Never oh, got to number one, but I did get to number two. I remember this song from the video. Uh, she had mm. a nose ring but it had a chain that connected to her earring and I had just never seen that before. So I'd never seen anybody with a chain nose earring. So I thought that was interesting. It, very memorable. <sighs> and she had that spiky like mohawk hair and she's just walking around the streets of LA singing. Um, but it's a super catchy pop song that was always on the radio for many, many months. Mm-hmm. And again, it just, it's one of those that gets in your head and you yeah. kind of just remember it, but it was, it was pretty popular for several months. Just a couple spots down from Michael Bolton. Just a couple spots yeah. down. Yeah, so, 37. That's crazy. 37. She's I on the rise. that one. So if she gets to, this is February, so uh, she's getting number two in April. She's on the rise right here. Yeah, I'm kind of mad at myself. I missed that one. Ooh. Oh, you wanted that one? No, I, I think I, I think that would have made it somewhere in there. But yeah. I mean, it's a good song. Darn it. All it's right. A, it's a good pop song. It is. It's catchy. I like it. Uh, let's see. My number six is, I I think you'll have this one. I remember you liking I Well, anyway. Uh it's Janet Jackson, Rhythm Nation. The black and white video. Yeah. They're all wearing the same, like, the uniform. Yeah, it's like an army. Yeah. That's a good one. It's good. Yeah. Uh, got lots of uh, awards. Oh, P- uh, was it 99? 
So it just just cracked the top hundred. Just snuck in. Uh, it got MTV Music uh, Award for Best Choreography, Best Dance Video, uh, Billboard Award for Best Female Video Artist. I think there was a uh, oh the the long form of the video won a Grammy for Best Long Form Video. Um, this is interesting. The video's outfit was in, uh, inducted into the National Museum of Women in the Arts and Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. All so, the songs you pick are so historical. Yeah, I mean. Kind West, of a, it's kind of an anthem. Contributing like a, to Western civilization. Yeah. Now we've got this. I Michael mean, Bolton. I, I don't have anything that does anything like that. Mine are just <laughs> songs. They literally have no they have no like deeper meaning other than they're just catchy songs. Yeah. I, I thought this was a good I do remember this. Were you this a Janet catchy. Jackson fan? I'm not a big Janet Jackson fan, but I okay. like this one. This was like good. This one. Yeah. That album uh, I had, and this song's okay. My favorite song off of that was Black Cat. So oh, I don't you know. Go that. Back and listen oh, to that. that was a rocker. Yeah, that pull was up a, Black yes. Cat. And Black Cat was really good. That's probably my favorite, one. one of my favorite Janet Jackson songs. I do remember that. So, but Rhythm Nation, it's not bad. It's not Black Cat. Well, that was your number six. Mm-hmm. My number six comes from one of the most, I think, underrated pop bands of the late 80s, early 90s. That is Roxette oh, with Dangerous. I looked at that one. Mm-hmm. So what I know about Roxette is this. I think, as I said, they're just underrated. They wrote great pop songs. If you go back and listen to Roxette and those pop songs, they're just catchy. They're great. They have good rhythm. It was number two this week, so it was right up there. It was released in May of 89 and hit number two this week in 1990. So it had a slow, methodical climb on the charts. Mm -hmm. It was there for a long time. Uh, The video for this song was filmed at a concert in Sweden. So for me, Roxette, great pop band. I think their songs are catchy, fun to sing along to, which yeah. a lot of times are really my only criteria to a song that I like. Uh, and as I talk about, I just think they're underappreciated. I think when people talk about great pop bands, mm-hmm. uh, maybe people think they're disposable or that they weren't as cool. But I think they have, you go back and listen to some of their songs. They have great songs. Yeah, I know they have some some great slow ones. Couple great yeah. slow ones, but I really like when they do songs like this, where the upbeat they mm-hmm. they develop really good beats, and it just makes for a fun pop song. Yeah, no, I think that's a solid so choice. At I did not, I did not give them a spot. So you did not no, give I them a not. spot. No, didn't feel like they deserved it. So there you go. Uh, well, it, that <laughs> they deserved it. I mean, that was a bit harsh. Um, we'll see what your next five are, and then we'll decide where deserving I, went. I think my next five are really good. All right, all right, here we go. Number five is um we're gonna go with a uh, little skid row we're gonna change it up i remember you come on it's really good i can't even it's, it's not it, it uh, was it number 40 this week in 1990 number 40 nope. yeah i oh, got the come on now I look. Right. I got no argument for me. Uh, when I what I liked was Sebastian Bach when interviewed. He said, "I remember you" was the number one prom song in the United States of America in, in the year 1990. You talk about making memories. Literally, the whole country of America did their prom dance to "I Remember You." Uh, so I think that's when you got a song that was the the prom song of 1990. There you that go. That is awesome because that means there are a whole group of Gen X millennials. <laughs> running around who slow danced to that in 1990 and now when that comes on the radio or wherever they listen to it on their playlist they're telling their kids or their whatever that oh this is what i danced Mm -hmm. to at the prom and i'm gonna go out on a limb and say if you say it was the number one prom song it had to be 
jamming out at like junior high dances oh, and stuff absolutely. too. So there's a whole nother group that's just uh, their first awkward yeah. slow dance mm-hmm. was to Skid Row. Yeah. So people can say that. Yeah. End of end of year parties. Like, Be like, hey, yeah. uh, what's the first song you remember dancing to? Skid Row. Mm-hmm. And if kids don't understand now what Skid Row is, Google it's it. just too bad. <laughs> because uh, that Sebastian Bach, man, he was like an opera singer there, or something. One could make the argument. You talk about voices of a generation. Yeah, he was yeah. a really good singer. I don't know voice of a generation, but go. really good singer. <laughs> um, yeah, so Skid Row. Can't go wrong with that. Right. Well, my number five was already mentioned, and we're going to take a trip back to the shack. Oh, you did it. Okay. I was. I didn't think you'd do it. I didn't think. I had to do it. Wait. It was higher on your list. So my favorite parts in that song are actually the male singer. Uh, <laughs> it's one of the songs. I remember that song most it's one of the songs I remember the most from the late eighties and early nineties. Like I just, if I think about that time frame, love shack pops in there. Uh, Cause it was on a lot. Number three on the billboard charts and was the band's first top 10 hit. Uh, I'd never heard them before. I'd never heard anything like it. And of course they were around in the eighties. They had rock lobster, mm-hmm. um, yeah. but I just remember the, the male singer, the girl singers <laughs> were good, but the male singer, I'd never heard anybody singing like that. Like he was half singing, half talking. Half talking. And just his enunciation of things was like, <laughs> we're heading on down to the love shack. Like, uh, I just, it made you feel like anybody could sing like that. Then if uh-huh. he was going to do that, then you could, maybe I could sing uh-huh. like that. You know, got me a crying star seats about 20. I mean, it didn't seem difficult, but I hadn't heard anybody like that in a song before. So to me, he was always funny. And so, um, I didn't listen to a lot else after that with the B-52s. No. Stand and or uh, Rome and a couple of the other yeah, songs. Rome was in this uh, list this week. It Stand was, was uh, REM. Not it making was, my mistake there, like but number three. Uh, Rome and then there were some other ones. Uh, they went, but yeah. I, it, nothing ever hit again. Number like, four. Yeah, yeah, nothing ever hit again like the Love Shack. Um, honest, uh, like there's a a point in that song where one of the guy I don't know the band members' names, but she breaks in and she says something. Is it Music the, stops. Is it the Tin Roof part? Yeah. Did, Tin roof did you ever, rusting. Yeah, did you ever misquote that? I don't think so. I, I think it, it's a commonly misquoted uh, yeah. song. I always thought it was pretty clear what she said. I, the only part maybe was the rusting the first time, just because yeah. I wouldn't have understood maybe what that was. Yeah. But the tin roof always stuck out. Yeah. I, I never... Maybe you thought it was tin roof busting. Yeah. Because be we did bust stuff in the early 90s. That's true. Yeah. Uh, what are we at? My number, my number four? Four. My number four. Wow. Okay. Oh, this is a good one. I'm proud of this one. This is a this is a Paula Abdul opposites attract with her buddy MC Scat Cat. Number three that way. Number three. She's very popular in '89 and '90. I liked her. Everybody liked her. I got a little crush on her. Everybody had a little mm-hmm. crush on her. She was a Laker girl. Yes, she was. So uh, I was surprised that this one uh, a grant this one this video. Won the 91 Grammy Award for Best Short Form Music Video. Well, yeah, because there wasn't another video like that. What? They hadn't spliced. Is it because of the animation? Yeah, they hadn't spliced. Oh, okay. Because they're doing like a Roger Rabbit thing there. Um, Live okay. action with uh, cartoons. That's true. That was the big thing there, right? Uh, it became Abdul's fourth number one single on the Billboard Hot 100. It made her... Uh, okay. She's listed with some big big dogs here. And made her only the fourth artist in music history to score four number one hits from a single al- uh, album. They named Whitney Houston, George Michael... 
Michael Jackson. Later, Janet Jackson, Mariah Carey, Usher, and Katy Perry would do the same thing. So she's she's listed with the greats. I mean, she was great. That that album was great. You can't argue it. <laughs> I mean, she was probably one of the most popular things on the planet from eighty nine to ninety. That's true. How That's many true. number ones were on that album? Four or five. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, she was. Uh, she was it, and but like great songs. They're catchy songs. They're good mm-hmm. songs. So I like the song on the next album with the Keanu Reeves in the video. Rush, oh, rush. rush. Yeah, that was a good one. I think that went to number one. Can't go wrong with a rush, rush. I hope that comes up one day. We can. It will. We can talk about that one. Well, let's rush, rush to my number four. And it's going to be. Uh, that was a good. That was good. Yeah. That I work on these transitions really hard. <laughs> um, I have no idea what you're going to say, but as soon as I hear it, it just no, that's fits. Good. Right? No. It just goes right where it should. Fast. Uh, it's going to be Young MC with oh. Bust a Move. Yep. I like this song a lot. I don't know how you, This is a... Yep. This song makes me smile. It's a good song. Yep. No, it's good. It's good. No. Yeah, so number 63 this week, released in May of 89 and stayed on the Hot 100 charts for 39 weeks. So it was a so player. It was for on there for a long time. This won another. This won a Grammy for best rap performance. Um, I think of Bust a Move like this. Um, I didn't know it at the time when I heard it, but I think of it this way. I think of it as the way rap used to sound to when we got into the '90s to how rap was going to sound. Oh no, that's this good. This seems like he's the last version of that mm-hmm. '80s rap style, which was that, to where we're going to start getting into the Dr. Dre's, uh, you know, sure. Snoop Dogs, yeah. the West Coast, East Coast I style can see that. rap. To me, this is where 80s rap kind of died mm-hmm. and 90s rap's about to come in and be a whole different version mm-hmm. of that. No, I think that's that's a, an interesting uh, assessment of that. That's good. Um, yeah, that's a fun song. I like that song a lot. I am going to go out on a limb and say that song gets played at every wedding. Oh. Anywhere. Yeah, that's on All a, the time. That's on a DJ's must play list. Must play because yeah. you play that and young people, old people, middle people, everyone's like, oh, bust a move, right? Yeah, that's, so. that's the song that you save when things are starting to kind of die down. You yeah, put that you one, that, everybody's like, everyone's on the dance up. floor. Yep. Immediately. Yep. Uh, we are at my number three. Wow, we are blazing through these. Blazing. Um, all right. Uh, it's num- the blazing 100. The number three is Lisa Stanfield, All Around the World. That's good. Favorite part of the song is later on. She almost does a, a, a an almost scat type. Yeah, she does this little. I looked at that song because I do like that song. Uh, I just didn't get into my top ten. Yep, no, that's it. Uh, it was at number twenty five this week uh, in nineteen ninety. Uh, it was nominated for a Grammy for best female uh, female pop vocal performance, uh, and she was nominated for the Grammy for best new artist. So this is yeah. this is no slouch song. This was no a, slouch song. No, that's a good song. It's a good one. It's a good one to sing to. People know it. Yeah. My, yeah. Unapologetically, I like it. Unapologetically. Yeah. It's fun. Well, my number three were, as we look at this list, obviously we had some similar tastes because we're about to cross over again. Oh, I think we've what? crossed over like two or three times already. But uh, I don't have much more to say, but uh, we'll go ahead and head back to the prom. Oh, nice. Yep. You can almost see a prom. You could almost oh, yeah. see it in a gym. 1990. Yeah, yeah you can see uh, that. I love it. 
not even blinking. So yeah, yeah. I mean, everything you said about it is right. Um, you know, two words for me: power ballad. So power ballad. Num- charted number six in America and number two in New Zealand. So the Kiwis coming in strong again. <laughs> they know what's they know what's good music over there. So, but uh, yeah, we, I think we we said about everything you can okay. say about this. It's it's Skid Row. Yeah, you know, I like eighteen in life. Oh, that's a good I'm one. gonna pick a song. Yes. It didn't come out in 1990, but that'd be my favorite Skid Row song. Mm-hmm. But this is good. This just sounds like, yeah, a prom song. So it's a prom song or it's like two high schoolers sitting in a car. Oh, yeah. Somewhere necking. Oh, yeah. Can we say necking? Making out. I don't know. I don't even know. I don't think they say necking. No one says that. I don't think I. (laughs) That dates me a lot. Can we say making out? I don't think we ever said. My parents might have That's probably why I never did that in high school because I said stupid things like necking. A little little passionate necking. Yeah. (laughs) Take her up to the pointed pinner. You want to wear my Letterman's jacket? <laughs> so, oh, man. just get up there, crank up some Skid Row. Hey, I'd like you to wear my my class ring and do some necking and do some necking. Oh boy, okay. maybe that's the PG version of what they're actually doing, right? Necking. So, oh man. Okay, um, we're at number two. Number two. My number two is uh, Aerosmith. Janie's got a gun. Janie's got a gun. It was number twenty six this week. Good song. It is a good song. Very, very depressing video. It is well, an awful depressing video. song. I mean, the whole thing, child abuse. And, yeah, the video uh, is awful. Uh, but it won the band a 1990 Grammy for best rock performance. Um, I thought it was interesting that the video was directed by David Fincher, uh, best known for Seven, The Game, Fight Club, um, Curious Case of Benjamin Button, um, Social Network, stuff like that. So, um, yeah, big, big video at the time and. Um, Big song at the time. Um, I like it. So. Nothing to do with that, but talking about people who directed music videos mm-hmm. before directing big movies and stuff, Michael Bay was a oh. video director. I didn't know that. Before he directed his big explosion movies. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, you got to start somewhere, right? Hmm. So, yeah, Aerosmith, that, that video's rough. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like, not. You it's can't not watch a, it more than once. No, it's not a feel-good movie. I mean, and then it, it opens with that eerie... It's awful. Guitar, yep. stringy thing. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, it's a. It's a good song. It just doesn't evoke any good feelings no, whatsoever. It doesn't. So, well, taking us from that, since we talked about how depressing something that is, uplifting. It is something uplifting, but it's just a copy of something you already had uplifting. Ooh, and that's DJ Scott Cat again oh, with nice. opposites attracting. Was this was this the was this the only song they did again? I thought there was another one. This is it. He's not real. They didn't do things together. (laughs) I know the first of all. (laughs) That just doesn't even make sense. They didn't do it together. No. Here's what happened. (laughs) Just in case you're wondering, I I don't know if you know about video production. I know. But Paula Abdul just recorded herself singing, (laughs) and then a green screen took care of the rest of that. Okay. I know that. In fact, you can see the way she dances. They had to put that cartoon Uh. in there. Um, so yeah, so, so they're not really together. Um, <laughs> what do you think they did on the tour? You just play that background. I don't know. Is there? Well, somebody voiced the cat because yeah. he's not real. Nobody. That wasn't. Did they bring the guy out on that? Does the actual voiceover? I don't know. I, I have it on a video. I'd be curious. Or? I didn't I go to a Paul Abdul concert, so I'd be curious to know when they go out on the road and do this song live. Mm-hmm. What does that look like? Does she just sing both parts, or I don't. Maybe know. they just play the track with the his voice in the background. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Something to ponder, though. Yeah. 
Like I, I really, I, I wouldn't. Kind of want to know how it worked. I wouldn't give it a whole because it wouldn't sound the same without the cat. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't right. give it. I wouldn't give it a whole lot of your time. I think I might. <laughs> you know, if I have some time later today, maybe I'll. <laughs> I think I need to dig into who MC Scat Cat is, and like, uh-huh. you know, his behind the music might be interesting. <laughs> so he's get his, he gets his own episode. Gets his own episode. Like he got strung out on catnip, <laughs> and just. Uh, then he had to go to rehab and he made his way back. And um, he gets a comeback. He's got big yeah, comeback. Yeah. His big comeback is maybe I want his comeback to be with Paul Abdul. Well, and I think like Rick Rubin, like re- does his album. Yeah, he well he produced the first album and yeah. then he went off the rails. Yeah. And now he's back, and they don't want him to relapse. He so remakes it like a new image. Yeah, I, yeah. So I'd like to know the uh, I'd like to know the backstory and the, on the Scat Cat. Yeah. But no, I think that's good. I guess that's something for another day. Yeah. Well, before we reveal our number ones, let's head to the cut line. As we put our list together, we often find it very difficult to rank just 10 in each category. Corey, that's a weird word. <laughs> Obviously that I can't say. Category. <laughs> so for this segment, we will each identify two songs that just fell out of our top 10. We will also identify an honorable mention, which is a song we missed the first time around, but found some time later and really liked. So Rob, what are your two cuts all right so my first one is one i couldn't find a lot of info on it um but it is uh kickstart my heart by motley crew goodness gracious why why goodness gracious why that i love it (laughs) great song oh no this is this is another one that i would put on my yeah that my my treadmill that should be on everyone's treadmill workout song um yeah, so it was at eighty three that uh, that week in nineteen ninety. Um, yeah, it's a just a kind of a killer, uh, high energy, upbeat song, and it, I think it's fun. Uh, it is fun. I I think it might be about drugs. Every song of Motley Cruz is about drugs. Okay. Well, actually, that yeah. song, if I remember it right, "Kickstart My Heart," is actually about when Nick Nikki Six died because oh, okay. he was dead okay. for like yeah a minute, and then they had to kick his heart back into. And so if you listen to the song, they're talking about driving cars at 100 miles an hour. They're skydiving. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. doing all these things. So I think it's about Nikki Six, or they wrote it sometime after Nikki Six was technically dead. No, I think that would and make sense. And I remember the video. Heart. Yeah, the video was like all kinds of a high adrenaline. It was like oh, yeah. a, a, a stock car or um, yeah, yeah race everything. cars. And yeah, anyway. Yep. Anything that would kickstart your heart there you go so all right high adrenaline yeah uh okay so my other cut line uh fell at night it was number nine that week it is uh black velvet by alana miles oh my come on now get you with your women empowering the hey. song right there look it's a classic yeah Just so sassy it's so sassy right? Huh, right is that a word Sassy, That's sure. Word. Yeah, you yeah. can use it. Yeah. No one. I wouldn't, no. I wouldn't. As I said it out loud, I don't think anyone uses it. But <laughs> it's an old it's word. It's the first word that came into my brain for whatever <laughs> Is reason. it a word? Uh, uh, she, won a ni- <laughs> she won a 91 Grammy for Best Female Rock uh, Vocal Performance. She's Canadian. Of course. So there's that. Uh, what I didn't know, which is probably, an, uh, it's obvious to everybody else, I didn't realize that this is a, it's about Elvis. It's a, it's yeah. an, it's a little nod to Elvis. I mean, it You sounds, knew that? Yeah. Oh, I mean, it okay. sounds like it. But yeah, whose portrait was often painted on black velvet and uh, who used a hair dye named black velvet. So, sounds, sounds about anyway. right. And there was a whole like rigmarole, like two different people recorded this. And anyway, but yeah, so that's my, that's my that's cut. That's a line. lot of background on that song. Yeah. Uh, just a classic song, I guess. 
Uh, that's one of those, again, that I know it, and if I hear it, yeah, that's good. Yeah. But I don't go out yeah. my way to find it. Yeah, that's why I, well, I put it down on the cut line, because I think it was a big song in that year, but yeah. Um, yeah. That's good. And people know it. Well, my first song comes from an individual that I found out later was in a great band called The Eagles. And that's Don Henley <laughs> with The Heart of the Matter. Have, have you shared that story that I think we did on yeah, a previous we, that previous you didn't know that he was in it? I didn't. It was my embarrassing quote of the week. Yeah. yeah. I looked at it. I didn't like it. You said you didn't like it? No. Just I like didn't. that. I looked at it. I nah, didn't like it. <laughs> I don't like it at all. I didn't like so it. I look at it as it's like a solid radio song. Mm-hmm. Um, it's nothing great, but it's nothing bad. Um, if I hear it on the radio, I'll sing along with it. I'm not going to add it to any particular playlist or anything I'm doing. Um, it it seems disposable, if I can say it, if, if I say it like that. It seems like in a lot of other songs on the radio at the time. Um, but his voice sells it, so it makes it really mm-hmm. good. No, so. that's a that's a. I like that song. Yeah, strong, strong, uh, mm-hmm. strong radio pop song. Absolutely. So. Well, my next cut is "Love Will Lead You Back" by what? Taylor Dane. No. What? Okay. I could see dancing to this in a junior high too. Oh, by did. the way. Yeah. No. This this was played at the same prom. Oh, I can totally I see. She that. had a pretty good voice. Oh, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. Taylor Dane holds a place in the nine, like nineties. That was number 90s. fifteen this week. So was it high up? Was it was it rising? I, mean, I don't know. I didn't look at the rise or fall. I just know it was fifteen. But super catchy pop song, and from eighty eight to ninety, she was Ooh. pretty popular. And then oh, she yeah. kind of fell off the planet. I don't know. She probably mm-hmm. still tours, but I wouldn't know about it. She had a slew of hits. Um, mm-hmm. I like Taylor Dane, but like a lot of artists we've talked about on here, uh, all in moderation. Yeah, it says but here, I do like that song. Yeah, it says here she peaked. This is where she peaked fifteen this week. She peaked. She was up from 18 the week before, and that was, this is as high as it got that week. Couldn't get any higher. Stayed six weeks on well, only six weeks on the chart. So Yeah, but catchy. Good song. No, it was good. Good, good. I like it. Um, Let's see here. Where are we at? We're at, oh, we did an honorable mention? You're on honorable okay. mention. Okay. So my honorable mention is, you, you're going to know this one. Of course it's, I will. Uh, well, you're going to know that I did it. Yeah. Is this really an honorable mention? You yeah. didn't listen to this when it came out? No. I, I wasn't Ow. 90. I would. Uh, Tom Petty. Eh. I mean, I knew who he was from like. You, you like know. Tom Petty. I do. Yeah. yeah. So that's uh, that's what I picked as my honorable mention. It was at 55 this week in 1990. Um, it's his highest and longest charting song. I would have thought yeah. he had some other ones in there. But no, this is his, this is kind of the one he's known for. Oh. So there were two big Tom Petty songs in the 90s. Free Fallen. Mm-hmm. And well, I'd say three. You had Mary Jane's Last Dance. Yes, great song. Great. So yeah, that's the great song. And then the other one, which is escaping me at the moment, is it the one? The vi- Johnny Depp was in the video. Oh, He's yeah. a rock star. Uh huh. That's mm-hmm. the one I like the best. Mm-hmm. Now that I don't know the name of it off the top of my head, <laughs> but it's the one I like the best. Um, but Mary Jane's yeah. Last Dance was good yeah. too. Um, but yeah, he had those three big hits in the nineties. Um, and oh, that was. Yeah, but I, I I liked it. I thought it was good. I didn't listen to it at the time, so that's Classic. why I thought it, it met the it met the definition of a. There's something in there singing about vampires in yeah. the valley, or yeah, something. he's kind of describing going through the the California, the valley? California valley there, and yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah, well, that's a good honorable mention. My honorable mention. I don't know if you're gonna know it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody's gonna know it, but I know it, and it's called "You're the Voice" by John what? Farnham. 
No. Nobody knows this. People who know this know this, and they know why they know it. It's really good. It's it's just really good. Here comes the chorus. What? No. So you're making no. these faces, no. which is fine. This oh. is one of those songs your friends are going to get online and they're going to go, this guy was a beast or oh. something. And nobody's yes. going to know who Everyone he is. Everyone knows who it is. Nobody so here's what I'm going to tell is. you. I never knew who, who this was. I never listened to this song. By the way, huge in Australia. It's like one of their anthems down there. <laughs> He's Australian. Uh, but <laughs> this is from, <laughs> It is. You can look it up. The amount of views this gets on YouTube <laughs> is insane. So this is so off dumb. the Hot Rod soundtrack. So if you haven't seen Hot Rod, you wouldn't know where that came from. But it's anyone listening, if you haven't heard this song, go find it on your music source. Good. And you'll be pleasantly happy to see how positive it is. It feels like a mid 80s song that should have been part of a like a This isn't the one that he plays when he's dancing through the woods, is it? No, that's the footloose song. Okay. But this is the one where he's going to the event Uh so he can raise the money to save Frank so that he can kick his butt. Yeah. And as they walk through the town, this song starts playing and all the people start coming up behind him because it's so positive and inspirational. But then the whole thing breaks into a city fight and everything gets blown up and it's crazy time. <laughs> but that's where I heard it. My kids and I watched this together. This is how we remember this song. My kids like this song now because of Hot Rod. But it's a super positive song. And I'm telling you, it looks like it should be in an 80s movie montage, like some kind of event where you're training <laughs> or you got to go get the big ski jump on that uh, weekend or something like that. But mm-hmm. it's, it's awesome. It's an awesome song. God, that was no, I, now that I see your connection to the, the relevancy of uh, a, a recent movie, the hot rod movie. Well, hot the, rod. well done. Well, well done. Done. It is a great, that's m- one of my best honorable mentions. Well, I don't know if it's your best. I said one some, of yeah. my best. <laughs> Didn't say the best. <laughs> Uh, is it time for my number one? It is time for the number one. Oh, man. Okay, so my number one, you've already mentioned it, but it is Bust a Move. Oh, that got all the way to number one for you. This is, to me, the funnest song on that whole list. Whole list. Yeah. Got a lot of crossovers. We did. We were listening to a lot of the same stuff. No, I I have a theory on that. Because your choices are... We didn't have a lot of choices choices the victim. No, I left a lot off. Well, did I you, think. Did you know that he was a British American rapper? I didn't I know that. I did not. Yeah. Uh Fleas in the video. I'd forgotten that. <laughs> Flea. Do you remember that? Did he have a shirt on? I don't know. <laughs> uh it stayed on the you you already mentioned it, 39 weeks. Yeah, a long time. 20 weeks in the top 40 and it won a Grammy for best rap performance. You already said those things. Well, yeah. yeah. So anyway, that's my number 1. That's your number 1. Yeah. Young MC. There's an episode of Scrubs where Turk and JD go to a conference and there's a guy there called Young Old MC. <laughs> and every time anybody says anything, he comes by, like you'll be like, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do. And he'll just poke his head and go bust a move. Bust. So uh, it, it's it's pretty funny. Like <laughs> it's not funny when I describe it, but if you're a fan of Scrubs, it's funny because every they're like in a conference and 100 people are in there. And one of the doctors is like, has anybody got any questions? And he just goes, bust a move. So um, <laughs> it's funnier if you watch it. But I think it's good. Um, well, oh, hey, just a, just a, to, we were trying to figure out the name of it's the Great White Open. Great White Open. Yeah. I'm so upset that I forgot I know, that because I, I listened to that song. Yeah. For me, I don't forget these things. Um, so maybe you put me on the spot. That's what uh, it was. That's, that's okay. I wasn't expecting well, we free have, falling. We all have those moments. Yeah, but I don't. So I'm, so I'm going to be disappointed in myself. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll take care of that later. 
Um, All right. What, well, my what number is, one. What is your number one? It is one that you no. already also mentioned. I have? And uh, it also is Motley Crue with Kickstarter. No. That made your number one? That is my number one. Wow. I love this song. It's this a good song. my favorite Motley Crue song. Yeah, for a rock song. It's, it's so good. It's just so much energy. Yeah, that's worthy. Now, what I'll say about Motley Crue is I think every song sounds like a song that's just in a strip club. But that's fine because I think that's where they lived when they weren't on tour. Um, This wasn't their highest charting song, but my favorite Motley Crue song, as I just said, it just gets me amped up. It's been used in video games, TVs, movies. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'll give a quick shout out to Butch T. Cougar at Washington State Mm -hmm. University. That's where my son attends school. Um, he comes out on the field at the football games to this song. To this song. Okay. So uh, it's cool. also memorable to that too. The video is awesome. As you mentioned earlier, it's half of it's like they're at a concert, but the other yeah. half is like skydiving, NASCAR yeah. driving, all those things like that. Um, and I, once this song starts, it just keeps going. There's this little dip in the middle where he talks a little bit, but other than that, it's just full adrenaline from start to finish and kickstart my heart is just, it is a fantastic rock song. Yeah, and that was on the Doctor Feelgood album. Yeah, that's a good album. Yeah, so I think you're. I think you're right. I think there's a a lot of uh, this belongs in a strip club. Every Motley yeah. Crue song, I, you could if you put every Motley Crue song on and just listen to it for a few minutes. <laughs> girls, girls, girls. Yep. Doctor Feelgood. Mm-hmm. Even Home Sweet Home. That would just be the sad dance, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but I think every song goes into a strip club. Yeah. I just think they penned them all while they were sitting there. <laughs> Because that's where they were when they weren't touring. I, they were would in not, I would not doubt it. So if you watch the Behind the Music, they lived with porn stars uh, before they got famous because they couldn't afford an apartment. Oh, wow. So nope. they would play in the club and they'd literally go upstairs and these uh, adult film actresses owned an apartment and they would just crash there all the time. Wow. So that's your number one? Number one kickstart uh, yep. my heart. I You shock me every time. Shock every time. Um. Cutting room. Did you have yeah, cutting room for this I had, one? Well, I struggled to find two. But I did find two. Yeah. That be, well, because of your goofy rules with the with the so many above the fifty and well, so many. Cut, uh, yeah, I got yeah. it. Yeah. All right. So I and so two was the Phil Collins song, but I wish it would rain now or rain down. Oh I, yeah, I like that song. That one's not as good. No, but it was good. And then the other one that I was. Wait a minute. Did you? So in your research, did you go back and listen to that song? Yeah. It's, I it's like not, it. It's not good. Well, it's got to be better it's than... Pretty, it's got to be better than... Uh, Another Day in Paradise? Yes. Another Day in Paradise was number one, <laughs> so it's not better than that. Oh. But it's... Look, Another Day in Paradise is already a little it was, sappy. It was That's not, sappier. It's true. I it wish was, it would rain. What down. number was uh, Paradise? Well, it's down now because it had already been number one. It was on its way back down. Oh, so it had been number one. It was number yeah. one. Remember, it was yeah. the last number one of the 80s That's right. the you first said of that. the 90s. You said that. I did not listen with comprehension. Uh, I wish it would rain down. Yeah, that was number 19. And then the other one that I was shocked didn't make either one of our lists was um, Biz Marquis, Just a Friend. Just a Friend. I have that on my uh, cutting room floor, too. Number 14. I tried to find a spot for it, but I... So everybody says that's like a fantastically classic rap Mm -hmm. song. I don't agree with it. Like, Biz Marquis okay. In rap circles, rappers think he's fan was awesome. Like, the best. But I, I don't. Like, Just a Friend was okay. Like, it wasn't one I went in. I, another one I had written down was I Want to Be Rich by Callaway. That was a good one. I don't, yeah, I'm not pulling that one up. You don't You don't nope. remember I, it? No, I don't. Oh, man, it's good. You know? What Do you have anything else on the I cutting floor? I want to be rich. Dun, 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 nope. Dun, dun, dun. nope. I, I think if you heard it, 
you definitely would know it. But mm-hmm. uh, um, well, a lot of the rest of my cutting room you had included in your list, so okay. I don't have a lot else. There were some other ones. I didn't have Michael Bolton on my list because I'll be honest. Yeah, why didn't you? I wasn't listening to Michael Bolton at this time. Oh, okay. So he was in consideration for honorable mention, but he was not going to beat out You're the Voice uh, from Hot Rod. Yeah. So uh, there just was no room for that's Michael. That's true. Yeah, that was a, that was a relevant connection. I liked that. That was good. It was relevant. I mean, I I try to put things on here for a reason. I know you just throw darts <laughs> and then just write things down. <laughs> I know. I actually, your wife research. actually called me out on that. Said she thinks I just put my name, my choices in a bag, and I shake it up. Yeah, and pull out and go. That's number six. <laughs> that's number four. So I, I try to do some actual research. Here. I did. I I put Maybe. some thought into it. All right. Well, that brings us up to the end of this episode of Totally Eighties and Nineties Recall. We hope you've enjoyed a look back at our favorite songs from the Billboard Hot 100 for February 28th of 1990, which we had several of the same favorite songs. What did we get right or wrong? Did we miss anything altogether? Leave us a message on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, or our website, which are all included in the show notes. You can also email us at 80s90srecall at gmail.com with comments or show ideas, and we'd love to hear show ideas, and we'd love to hear comments. Good or bad, we like all feedback. Any emails we get could be read on future episodes. Finally, if you like the podcast, please hit that subscribe button, share it with your friends, and head on over to Apple or wherever you get your podcasts, and please leave us a review, five stars, and that will help the show grow. Uh, Nice. What is our homework for next time? Homework for next time is top movies of 1986. So we're going way back in the time machine. So, and for you listeners, if you're interested, take a look at those list of movies from 86. Some really good ones came out. And you can see how well we do for this upcoming topic. Okay. Top movies of 86. Top movies of 86. I'm sure you're going to hate it, but this is what we're going to do. <laughs> and you're going to come to the table and you'll be like, I found three movies. And that's going to be the end of it. So, oh, well. You got anything else? No, I got nothing. All right. Fancy goodbye? Nope. No. fancy. Right. Good- One of these days, we're going to have a fancy goodbye. We'll, we'll come up with something. All right. All right. Peace out.